Hello. That was the sultry voices uh, of Zach Ferguson. And the other one was Sam Sam Ferguson. The other one? Sorry, Sorry it's so windy. I'm up on my roof right now because... We've been getting a I, lot of calls recently. Or, like, people have been sending me their fan mail saying, Is Sam okay? Is he flying while he's doing these interviews? Because I gotta say, Sam, I think for the past few episodes, it's been Wind City. It's been, I mean, I wouldn't say it's, it's not like we're in Chicago, uh, the Windy City. <laughs> yeah. For those of you who don't know. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's well, pretty... never mind. I was about to say something, but we're going to save that for things that we've watched at the end of the episode. Interesting. Were you about um, to spoil the Joker? No. So I was it... not about to spoil the Joker. Okay. We've already watched the Joker. I, we've talked about the I Joker. have not seen Joker. Oh, you haven't seen Joker? No, I haven't oh, seen any movie. I haven't seen then any movies in a while. What is this? All right. Well, for those of you just tuning in who have no idea, who have just got off of Kobe's uh, uh, young person's radio, you're feeling young. You're feeling a person. You're feeling a certain way. And now you want to feel this, sassy and and full of music. Yeah, you've had a yeah. Well, maybe not music, but you've had a few glasses of wine at 11 a.m. It's it's that kind of night. It's that, that kind of show. We do it on a that Sunday. Kind of morning. We, it's that kind of morning. You get a little bit drunk on a Sunday. You're like rejecting. You know, he's just like, yeah, I'm not going to church today. The the pastors have gotten too mean, so I'm gonna stay in and drink yeah. wine and learn about movies because that's what we're. Uh, that's, that's what we talk about. That's our demographic. Are people who have that's don't like preachers and. Oh. Uh, no, yeah. Our demo is uh, people who are so insulted by preachers. That the way they cope is get drunk at 11 a.m. So, yeah. but specifically people who don't like preachers. Yeah, uh, that's our thing. But mostly we talk about movies and media and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, uh, how, how how's it going with you? Yeah, it's going good and pretty good. I'm gonna break the uh, the illusion here and tell everybody that we are filming or we are recording on Oh Halloween's day it's yeah. october 31st so it's a little spooky um yes. i'm hoping to get into a little bit of mischief so if mm. this comes out and sam's doing a report saying i'm in jail or you know vice versa uh that's why this is on a yeah, yeah. so since this is coming out the uh, uh three days after halloween mm-hmm. yeah three days mm-hmm. after halloween mm-hmm. uh you guys can already. Uh, oh, I'm getting an, another call. I'm going to decline. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, you guys can already um, uh, listen to our Halloween episode. Uh, that was from, a good one. Uh, from a week ago, it was a really good one. I had a good time. We talked about Halloween movies, and actually, that's another thing that I've watched that I want to save to the end. That I, I watched uh, the Cabinet of Doctor Calamari, Calabari for the first time. For the first time. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it was, um, I'm not going to talk about it, but I, I was blown away. Oh, well, I'll talk about it at the end, but I, it was, it was, yeah, I'll talk about it at the end. Anyways, um, but, uh, I guess we should get into film news, right? Yes, I think we so. We normally begin with film news, uh, which I feel like a lot has happened. Hello? Yeah, no, bring us in. That's true. That's uh, a lot has happened. Um, uh, uh yeah, well, um, 
Yeah, let me get let me get my notes going. Uh, also, my my lady friend just texted me where where am I at? When I specifically said I'm going to be on the roof doing this thing. Oh boy. Uh, yeah, but what are you gonna do? This is all Anyways. stuff that should be edited out, but won't be. Nope. Um. Oh, I only have one thing. Um, wow. Which I have two things in my mind at least. Uh, but the one th- the one note, the, probably one of the biggest notes, is Game of Thrones writers. Uh, Vice. What are their names? Uh, we just call them D and D. All right, D and D. Uh, have left. Uh, Star Wars. Um, out, they of were sh- supposed- out of shame. Out of sh- well. It's interesting because they flip. They seem to be flipping the story. Like at first, they were just like, "It looks like we want to spend more time on our Netflix. Like we have only so many hours in the day. We want to spend most of our, our on our uh, focus on, uh, uh, on our Netflix because they just yeah. got a giant contract." But what what do you? Because I, I don't really know the full story. I just saw like the headlines. From what I understand, this- it's uh, <laughs> they didn't like. Uh, they thought that they're the the atmosphere of their uh, toxic fandom may ruin their their fandom for their new Star Wars, which I think is totally true. Uh, they did not do a good job on how they ended Game of Thrones, and people are feeling it. So wait, you really think it has something to do with the fact that they are actually, like, they they feel themselves that they have kind of betrayed a lot of people and they don't want to taint. Yeah, no, I actually saw a thing that, that said exactly that. Like this was an oh. exact, cro- uh, and it well not an exact quote, but it was paraphrasing the quote from them. Mm. But I think yeah. that's pretty funny. I'm not. Go- I don't even know what their Netflix thing is. I doubt that I'll watch it unless everybody's telling me to watch it. Like, hey, they have, they've come back. They're good. Because they were I also. Oh. They were a little bit unknowns at the time, like before yeah. Game of Thrones. Like I don't even know what they do. What they well, did. I also I also heard from a, a pro, one of I would say the most reliable source of information of all time uh, a, a tweet uh, from someone I completely forget who it was, uh, but the source said that um, they sped up the the last season of Game of Thrones so they could have more time to work on uh, the Star Wars thing. I heard that from but a when, lot of people too. That, but I, whenever that ended, but whenever they, they, they had time to finally focus on Star Wars, they got this giant contract for Netflix. And so they were kind of like rushing through things with Star Wars. So it just seemed like they were just on this binge of just rushing, rushing through things to get it done. Uh, and that kind of backfired and Netflix fired them. Ugh. Oh, Netflix uh, fired them. You mean Star Wars? Or stars, yeah. Sorry, Star Wars fired them, or Lucasfilm or Disney. He, you know what? This is the really funny thing is, there, the uh, D W Wise, his yeah. only credits as a writer, his only credits as a writer is It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, mm-hmm. Game of Thrones, and a TV show called The Confederate, which I thought mm-hmm. was kicked off or like. Was shot to the ground. Yeah, I, I don't like some of these people. I'm kind of like, how do they get here? How do they get to the point where they can literally just be like these these giant figures, like these big showrunners? I mean, obviously, this wouldn't if we're gonna get PC about this. This wouldn't happen if there were you know women or women of color. 
Like the fact that they're white men definitely helps. Well, but, I'm thinking. I mean, that doesn't that doesn't that doesn't catapult you instantly to becoming. The, it's definitely here's the thing. It's definitely about who you know and totally these kind of things like where you're at the right place. Um, but like, there's a great a lot idea. Of people, I mean, like I Peter like Jackson. There's a lot of people who know who know people. There's like L- L.A. Yeah, but maybe here's so. the thing. Maybe the producer was I, – I honestly – I think it comes down to this kind of stuff. But like maybe the producer was having a bad day, you know, mm. and saw this guy who had a great idea. But they uh, – the producer like was going through a divorce at that moment. It was like, no, you stink. And then the next day it's like, you know what? You're right. It's great to be single. And now these two D&D guys walk in and be like – that was a great pitch. Uh, you're hired. See, you're giving them too much credit. I no, I don't think give them any. Cre- I'm not. I just lot. said. I just said I didn't give them any credit. I think it's really. I mean, it. It's a lot of things, but I think sometimes it comes down to how well, the I people are feeling. Like the producers. I don't are feeling. think it's the right place at the right time. I think it's a lot to do. With I think the it fact is. They probably had money, and they probably were able to. But produce. where did they get that money? They didn't do anything before Game of Thrones. The, they did. I, I mean, their parents, like the people, have wealthy. Well, that's wealthy that's true. Families, I, I and do that's think... where a lot of people kind of start from in yeah. the business is they have wealthy, wealthy uh, uh, moms and dads or whatever, or aunts and uncles or grandparents who fork over eight hundred thousand dollars so little Johnny can uh, uh, make sword fighting videos. <laughs> is that a real thing? I don't know. I'm just saying that's. I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if it's a mix of all. Though three. I will say, fun fact, uh, and, and talk about who you know. The other D of D, David Bendoff, Bendoff, yeah. he wrote the novel and screenplay for the movie Twenty Fifth, the Twenty Fifth Hour, which is a, a a fantastic movie. Oh, like it's. So it sounds like he's probably the competent one. That it, it honestly, that's what it sounds like. It's probably like David Bendoff. Is like he met up with, uh, and I'm just assuming this. This is just my own story, but he met up with like his old great drinking buddy from college. It was like, dude, I, dude, I just finished. The, I just got this the script published, and like also he did like let's work together on something. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyways, yeah. Uh, the other the other little bit of news is also Netflix related. You did you hear about Netflix uh, releasing an option to watch? things at 1.5 speed no there's a new option that netflix is do, uh un, un, unveiling i heard somebody was can, mad about that well because that's the thing that's happening is there is a lot of people mad about it like uh uh what, who's the one comedy director dude uh oh and then the little car alarm goes off again uh, adam uh, mckay no not adam mckay he, he's like one of the ones that was like uh the og he did knocked up Oh, uh, Judd Apatow. Yeah, Judd Apatow basically wrote a letter to Netflix saying, like, I'm going to get every single director in Hollywood and we're going to, like, go against you. Um, now, that's really cool and all. Though, here's another film news uh, that I want to just throw out there. And I haven't seen, like, really anybody. You know, th- there's a lot of other stuff. Um, I never watched the movie Friday, but I guess uh, one of the actors from Friday, Fridays died. I don't even know what show that is. It's not a show. It's it's a movie. I, Freaky Friday? No, it's just it's called Friday. Fridays? I don't, I don't even know. I've never watched it. I mean, apparently it was very 
popular and people are probably actually going to be mad at me. Oh, God damn it. I think it's going to start to rain. Jeez. Yeah, Sorry. It, was called, it was called Friday. Mm. Um, but this guy named John Witherspoon... Oh, shit. Yeah, wait, hold up. It's, it's starting to come... So this guy named John Witherspoon from Friday, everybody on Twitter and Facebook are all uh, saying about how, like, they're very sad he's dead, which I don't disrespect. I, like, if it's your memory, that's really good of, like, this great uh, character actor. Uh, but somebody no one's talking about, and maybe it's because maybe he was a douchebag, but... Oh, yeah. Robert Evans. No, a lot of people were talking about him. I haven't... I feel like I follow the same... We shared Twitter account. Well, I'm talking more so about... Uh, uh, shit, now okay, it's kind of raining well, again. Well, Sam's thing... Continue. Okay. Um, for those who don't know who Robert Evans is, Robert Evans like produced almost all the major hits in the 70s. I'm talking Godfather, Chinatown... Um, uh, Marathon Man, he did. Well, I mean, do I have to say any more? Godfather Chinatown. He did, yeah, Godfather Chinatown. He did. Uh, what else did he? Godfather he was, Part Two. I mean, he was kind after of the that, reason, he was the reason for Paramount, the Paramount that we know of. Like, well, he, he was, was in charge of Paramount uh, back in those days. Like, yeah, yeah, he was the person, the man in charge. But the thing is, with him, there's actually a documentary. I I haven't. I, do you know about the... the yeah, the, the kid should the, stay in the pictures. I almost... It's based on his bio, uh, biography called... Uh, of the same name. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, but I don't know much about... I, I really don't know much about him besides outside of that. that but I, I just knew a lot of people didn't like him just... I mean, it's partially just because you don't like the person that's on top. But also, he was, you know... I heard he was, he was seven, a little bit of a scumbag... It I mean, was the seventies. Like it was it was what you would think of as like a Hollywood executive from the seventies. Like thing he is, was is from very what, womanizing, very like smoked a lot. Smoked like an asshole. He was like did smoked all out sorts of his of asshole. Drugs. Well you the thing know, is he was probably yeah, so when I think of a like a modern day cool, like kind of an iconic producer. Yeah. I think of Robert Evans. He's the guy who has these sunglasses, he wears, you know, the the these turtlenecks, always smoking. Uh, he has this look that I think has been um, uh, parodied in other movies or in yeah. like cinema and just culture. So uh, he is a legitimate touchstone in Hollywood or cinema media times. And I just I have not seen anything about him or yeah. even that big thing. So I'm like, I'm I'm not I'm not sad he's dead. He was 89 years old. Yeah, uh, by that he was fairly old. Yeah, a lot of these like sixty. I feel like now we're getting to the point where a lot of these people who were big in like the sixties and early seventies uh, are now kind of dying uh, from old age and stuff. Here's the thing: um, I don't. I mean, I'm gonna be sad. This is getting a little bit risky, but like, I'll be sad when Martin Scorsese dies. But I mean, he's getting it. He's getting up there. Yeah, I mean, it's how sad can you be? Okay, maybe. We, I, yeah, this is I, no, this whatever. is tough. No, this but how tough. how sad can you be for someone who dies when they're ninety? You I know? guess it's like if someone's dying and they're ninety years old, <laughs> and they've already I like, achieved a, so much yeah. success and fame, and you it's know, like, it's not like, and they've died of like it wasn't like they died of like being hit like a of like a heart attack or it wasn't like a bad death. It was like 
you know, of natural causes or of just getting old kind of deal, mm-hmm. then, you know, it's, it was bound to happen. You know, it's, it's Which not is, really a... Maybe that's why this John Witherspoon uh, guy is sadder. Like, I've been seeing more because, oh, wait, he was 77. See, I consider that quite old. Okay, here's the thing. Also, he was a comedian, wasn't he? He was a comedian. We follow a lot of comedians. I think that's part of the reason you probably saw so much. Oh. We don't really follow that many film producers. <laughs> like but, serious people? Yeah. Uh, well, that's that's a shame. Anyways, uh, I'm sad that they are both gone, but it sounds like they lived both very happy lives. Yeah. Now, uh, let us get on to what we're all about here, baby. Yes, baby. It, Did you just today, call me a baby? Yeah, uh, not like just the saying baby. I, I'm just like saying baby. Oh. You big, you big stinking. <laughs> I'm turning into a villain. And what makes a villain? You know, what, what really is what makes a villain? What is a villain? And that's what we're going to be talking about here today. Well, I've been, I think we're talking a little bit more, not just villains in general, but more anti-heroes. Am I correct in? No, we're I actually about villains in general. I'm talking about antagonists or those who, I, I think you said it at the top of this, like villains or antiheroes. Okay, or, so both. Yeah, but though we we should probably actually have another one just on antiheroes. So I think let's just stick to villains. Let's just stick to villains in this topic. Okay, okay so let's, let's differentiate the two. What's the difference between a, vir- a villain and an antihero? And this is what I'm going to think. A villain is the classy or is the unclassy way of saying antagonist someone that are the main character has to fight against uh somebody who we're not siding with the movie or tv show is making us really side very much with the hero now Mm -hmm. a lot the i would say um heck uh hannibal lecter is a very classic villain we don't mm-hmm. side with him. We don't like it that he eats people. We love it that he manipulates people and gets out of jail, but we're not happy that he's free. Mm-hmm. Um, there's other characters who go to jail, like the, char- the the bad guy from Justified who goes to jail a lot. He's somebody who sometimes we're like, oh, yeah, he's trying to be good. Hannibal Lecter does not want to be good. He wants to eat people and kill people, so mm-hmm. we don't like him. Mm-hmm. And then an antihero is the opposite of what I just said. Somebody who like who is the main character, but we tr- we side with them a little. Yeah, no, I mean the antihero is just it's it's a it's like the, the, from the Joker movie. It's it's the, he's the he's the protagonist, but still he's a bad person. But he's still it's still we follow him. I don't know he if he's a arc. bad. Why is he a bad person? Don't spoil this for me. Okay, well he's just a comedian, he, right? Yeah, just a comedian. Well, anytime you could think of, like, but also, I think there's also the difference between a vigilante and a hero. Uh, I guess the difference between a vigilante, or sorry, a vigilante and the anti-hero. Well, Uh, to some, to some, like J. Jonah Jameson, they are one and the same. A vigilante is somebody who tries to take the law into their own hands and should not. Well, it's, it's, it's all a matter of perspective, I guess, but from perspective of a movie the villain is very clearly the one that we're not following their story or at least it's not the main it's not you know it's not their main story right 
but they're normally there to be the foil to someone else's arc. Now, the reason why I brought this up uh, for this is I've been thinking about this for a long time. Um, people who listen to this show know that I'm a big fan, or I guess both of us are a big fan of uh, the On Cinema group. Yes. And I consider, if there is ever a list of TV villains, I very much consider Tim Heidecker's character to be one of the most intriguing character development into a villain of, like, the this 20th century. Because he starts off as Tim Heidecker. Yeah. And then, honestly, just through oral display, we never see what he does. Um, just through him telling us about what happened to him that week, he becomes this monster. Yeah. This, this racist monster who adapts, like schemes and honestly knowingly kills off his son and then also oh, he does well not he doesn't mean to kill his son but he fully accepts uh uh non oh yeah non-traditional he, yeah. non-traditional medicine for his like sick son who probably all all he needed was a vaccine and then he lets this quack doctor dr sand do like put orbs on him and his kid dies yeah. And it, but the thing is is it's played for laughs so it's not, you know, but if this was on an an NBC show or a podcast serial, I on like Tim Heidecker's character in the on cinema universe is, is I think one of the most different unique character arcs villain-wise. Mhm. And honestly, I think another villain uh, so far is whoever stinking car that is. Oh, you can hear the car. I can hear the car. I think I think the car is also. I think it has something to do with Halloween, because now it's it's just getting ridiculous. It's. Just, I think someone's just turning it on and off when someone well, gets. Why close. can't you go inside? Do they not allow you inside? Because it's it's very unpredictable. Like if I it's go inside, you'll hear voices, and it's really not. I'm not on. Like I'm not on like the top floor of my building. Like I don't have my own. Place. Part of me kind of. I don't know. Would rather have the side conversations than some horn going off. Audience at I home, mean, you at you tell us which one is more annoying. But we're gonna do whatever. You I mean, think I'm is gonna best. just listen real quickly to the audio to see how bad it is. No, no, no. Yeah. Well, we should probably keep going. Like with who you think is an interesting villain of this of the uh i mean i think sorry i'm plugging the audio back in um i think part of it is when i think of villains i mean my mind immediately goes to well here's the thing it's hard to to think about yeah it's 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 hard these days because there hasn't really been any strict villains because the world has decided to turn. I mean, the world is gray, in a sense. Yeah. You know, there's. It's very hard to distinguish what really is good or bad. And I think you know, as our audience audiences are getting slightly smarter. Like you can't have, you know, special effects just be practical effects, or it will seem totally fake. And I think that's what they. I think that's what the uh, audience is thinking these days. A super a villain can't just be evil. You know, no, there is there isn't really a there isn't a very uh, things are not black and white, good and bad anymore. Everything kind of has uh, a there's like bad like there's there's not great people, 
like for like I'm thinking of modern films like Moonlight. I guess the one bad guy would be like the one pure bad guy would be the one bully at his school. Um, I yeah, guess that's that true. might I be guess the we villain. Don't, we don't really see um, from his point of view on why the, he's dead. Yeah. Um, but I think honestly today I think we we like things are just much more complicated. Like there there really isn't a good guy or a bad guy, and I think that's what a lot of audiences today like. They don't want to really unless it's a Marvel film where there is there has to be a good and bad. And I think that's part of the reason why some of the draw of a Marvel film is the fact that things are very clearly black and white. Yeah. Um but I think a lot of the the current films coming out are are very much um the it, it's about the the kind of the this every character kind of has their own they're very round characters and they they kind of interact together like farewell there was no bad guy in farewell uh they were now, all kind of doing their own thing there there's a question for you does every movie to some degree have a villain say you know there's the old adage of like man versus man man, man versus uh nature man versus machine man versus self man you know versus food Man versus food, uh, yes. which is uh, technically maybe uh, the movie Hunger, you know, yes. mm-hmm. or uh, Attack of the Killer Tomato. But yeah. uh, no. So like for Farewell, what is the if we had to put it in a black and white setting, is it man versus like time? A- isn't that isn't that the whole thing is she's going I, out to meet her what, dying what are the grandma things again there? It's man versus Man, man it's versus ma- self, man versus world, man versus nature. World, right? yeah. Well, I consider world to be. Oh, is world society? Yeah, I guess I, there's four of them. All right. So I, I think that I think that like farewell. I think is woman or man or whatever. Like it's person versus. I think it's probably person versus person because. The thing is, is it's not because, like the whole thing is like she really wants to tell, and this isn't spoiling really, but it's it's been out for a little bit now. I don't. But really uh, she, it, she really wants to tell her grandma that she's dying, but the only thing in her way, like if that's oh. her goal, the only thing in her way is uh, these people, like her family, saying it's tradition you're not allowed to. But the issue with that. And part of a lot of current films these days is they they themselves are also struggling with that as well. So it's like man versus man, but also it's man versus world or society because it's just it's part of tradition. And you're not allowed to tell. So it's it's kind of like there is one fact, there is one thing, and it's like how everyone kind of deals with it. Uh but I, I don't think I don't think there is really like I'm trying to think of like what's a current film in which there is a very clear that's not a Marvel film or a Star oh. Wars film that well, there's I, a very clear bad guy. I was about to say just to use that like I know you didn't want to talk about Marvel films, but the reason why I very much enjoyed the uh, the last like Avengers movie, Avengers: Infinity War is because they painted Thanos as kind of this guy who's just trying to save the universe in a very, very, you know, crazy way. You know, splitting it. There's a whole Reddit thing about saying Thanos did nothing wrong. 
uh, because he was just trying to, you know, the world was expanding too much and needs to lessen the population. So, anyways, the thing I kind of was like, okay, now it's a true Marvel movie, is in the Endgame, when Thanos realizes he can't beat the heroes because of this, he's like, instead, I'm just going to destroy everybody and create mm-hmm. the world in my image. Mm-hmm. Then that's like, okay, now you're egotistical. Now yeah. you know. Now you think you're a god. And mm-hmm. usually when people think they're a god... <laughs> Jeez, it is so bad on your side. Is it? It's so like I, there's a ambulance. There's something always going on. I think yeah, this is. Anyways. It doesn't sound that. I don't think it's gonna sound that bad. I hope not. I mean, there's the ambulance kind of off in the distance, but well, there's that ah, car again. Jeez, it is so bad. <laughs> it's Halloween. Ow, it's, it's Halloween. Okay, it's, I, it's, I don't think. It's I mean, not the car terrifying. At this point is, it's terrible. See, here's the thing, and this is what what a lot of films I think are like is that like there isn't like if this was a, a film from like There's the fifties, like two things that are going. If this on was right like a now, film in the fifties, okay, maybe I'll just bring it up to my face. How about that, huh? Fine, I'm just um, I won't say anything more until the end, maybe. When like there's so, a car alarm, ambulance, a baby crying. I mean, I'm wearing some I'm, guy I'm taking using, a dump. I'm using a very directional mic, so it should be not as bad as you think it is. But I guess, oh my Dill, that car is going off constantly. I hate it. That's really annoying. It's driving me crazy. It's driving me crazy too. And I gotta but sit here. Going for... ba- anyways, going back to uh, so anyways that uh, so modern day true villains, villains because everybody is an anti-villain. I'm talking TV shows. I uh, the only people that I know who are villains in TV shows are in cartoons yeah say a my little pony or um i'm trying to think like a spongebob squarepants those villains are bad guys they're the you know they're the the business people or they're like i want all the power you know that kind of stuff yeah um i wouldn't say too much there there are a lot of cartoons though are heading towards the um like anti uh anti villain thing going on like a lot i mean a lot of the people in say um steven universe or my little pony all of them become friends Mm -hmm. so which i always thought was kind of cool yeah i mean when did that change when do you think that change happened of like the things becoming a little bit less about villain and good and bad and a little bit more about a mixed kind of uh, mixed bag. a mixed bag of things. Because, like, if we're looking back, and I don't really like this film that that much, but I think you can't, like, it It definitely was already kind of flipped, like, in the early 2000s, like uh, Crash, which won in 2000. Never I saw think. it. It's not, a, it's not great, but it's a little bit cheesy. But Oh, I'll tell you when. I'll tell but you I mean, when. It's, but I'm going to say, like, that kind of film is the sort of film in which ev- there is no good, good or bad guy. But what 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 do you think? When does it change? I, okay, I think this whole entire world of like that made us start to realize good, bad. You know, I'm the guy with the gun in a sort of thing. Um, I think at first, I think it really shot off with uh, the HBO series uh, The Sopranos. You think? I think so. I mean, there were little bits here and there of shows that were kind of saying like, okay. Good, being good is, I mean, there's the Simpsons in a way with them being, you know, they're not 
perfect, but they're still good. But yeah, but that that Simpsons like TV shows like that, like cartoons and stuff. It, married with children, that kind of stuff. It's showing. But the, I don't think I think the while I think Sopranos kind of works is Sopranos is a lot more cinematic, and that does I would I would say that has more of a that is much more like film with storytelling and arcs and things like that. Well, and then say with, married with killed, which is much more serial and much like very light. And, and then with uh, Sopranos, you have the wire and Deadpool. I mean, Deadwood and you know, these characters, I mean, Omar little in the wire is very much and is an anti-hero. Well, I think, but it we can't talk before, about anti-heroes. I think it, it happened even before that. I think oh, it happened tell. before the Sopranos. No, and I'm talking, here's the thing I'm talking about. What was the thing that initiated like year after year of these antiheroes? Because Taxi Driver, I definitely think is you know no, he's not a no, villain. I wasn't gonna say Taxi Driver because the '80s was full of good and bad, like all of those Die Hard films, like Lethal Weapon, stuff like that. Hold on, uh, here's the thing. So you think that mater- uh, the guy, the main characters from Lethal Weapon? Are anti-heroes? No, 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 no. You're not here. It's it's the opposite. I think the main heroes for um, it's those are like pooler. Like there's a good uh, and there's a bad in those films. Th- that's the there's thing. There's good it- bad guys who are like the people shooting up everyone. Who I mean, I haven't seen Lethal Weapon in a while, but like in Die Hard, like the bad guy. In, he's like a in, suave bad guy. He he said a, at the but end. But he's a bad guy. Yeah, he's, he says he's like not a I'm a guy. thief. Like yeah, he's like I'm, I'm a ex- thief. I'm an extremely good thief. But so I think I'm an exception. So I wouldn't so I wouldn't say it's the 70s because although the 70s did kind of flirt around with it a little bit, it didn't, you know, it, it's not it's not influencing us now my, as much. My I take think, is well, early on, 90s early I mean late 90s early 2000s. That's when I'm thinking. But you you go on. Well, I was I think it's going to I think it's I honestly like the first thing that I can think of that's kind of like this stark modern divide that is not from the 70s is do the right thing i think do the right thing was do the right thing was the film that like you think about it do the right thing was this film that really flipped there really isn't like you think that the like spike lee's character is the good guy the whole time you're like this guy is the protagonist but although he doesn't like he doesn't shoot any like they're they're really i mean i guess maybe the cops are the bad guys if I can think about it, if I'm thinking about it. Well, I, I think I think it has but been But they're shown. all kind of attacking it, each other. Like, it's kind of like this this constant battle between everyone. Uh, so you think, you think that's the movie that hit off this rapid but obsession I, with antiheroes? Well, I'm just thinking, like, the 90s was... Uh, but wait, ho- yeah. Sorry. It, the I, ni- the we, 90s, what? <laughs> We already, I think we already agreed that we're not talking about antiheroes. No, I'm not talking about antiheroes. I'm talking about this, this transition from good and bad to uh, like a gray. Yes. And I'm okay. thinking, so that's why I'm saying like this, that film, like like there wasn't a good and a bad. There was kind of like this gray area. Mm. But but no. then I'm thinking about immediately that there's the '90s, and the '90s. When I think of the '90s, I honestly think of like Sleepless in Seattle. Oh yeah, he was, uh, I think of a lot of like that? rom-coms that are like not there isn't there is there's no gray. It's just all kind of good. And if oh, there is a bad, it's kind of like a quirky kind of a quirky bad. That's like uh-huh. someone's boss or something. Well, a like, oh. a beautiful uh, villain, like a straightforward villain, is always the 
uh, man versus, say, animal or man versus nature. So mm. Jurassic Park, the villains in that are straight up just the dinosaurs, you know? Yeah. Or, say, I guess you're right. Jaws. Those are really easy to vilify because they're just, to us, at this time, and I'm saying this, you know, I don't want to, I mean, we already time-slotted ourselves, but who knows what will happen in the future. But in the present day, animals don't have the same brain capacity as us. So it's easy to vilify them whenever we put them in these movies and they just want to eat us. Yeah. So, like, it's not, it's not as sad of us killing them. Well, I think so. I think we've talked a lot about when did this switch happen from villain to the gray, but we should talk focus. I mean, we only have about ten minutes left on the subject, but what's something about villains that you everybody like? likes? Like something well, from and like some so maybe some villains from like the forties and fifties, like classic villains that people might not know that much about, and maybe has kind of changed what it means to be a villain because i think silent villains for instance like when silent videos first started in like the 20s and 10s villains were like so outlandish they had the giant curly mustaches they had they were fat they were and then but then kind of something might have switched uh in maybe the 30s or so but then switched back in the 40s but can you think of like an early example of like a, a villain who uh wasn't like just your very stereotypical villain. I think there were sense. a few I think there were a few gangster films in the 30s or 40s where they somewhat uh glorified the gangsters like uh like a Scarface uh the but isn't shame that of more the anti-heroes? I'm talking about still villains. Oh, like villains. Still bad oh, bad well, people. But cuz that's what the subject is. Oh, villains. Hey, don't undermine the, me, baby. <laughs> and I take but, a, Okay. No, Night of the Hunter. He's a straight up villain. He is. But can you think of anything earlier than that? That's fifties. Uh okay. What about the um? Uh, uh, I mean, the fake Adolf Hitler and Great Dictator. He's a villain. It's not. It's, yeah. What's like a great villain from like the thirties? Okay. Uh, great. Oh, from the thirties. I mean, yeah. who's? Ah, <laughs> oh, jeez. This. You got me, man. I, I, I'm even trying to think of, like, It's a Wonderful Life. Who's the villain in that? That's well, 40s. Oh, I got one. I got one. Uh, Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. Alexander uh, Payne, the the businessman trying is to... Is he a bad guy? He is definitely a bad guy. He's trying to... He's corrupted g- government. And the mm. only person to stand in his way is... Well, this- actually, if we're going to go with that year, 39, the more clear bad guy would be the Wicked Witch of the West. Oh, well, there you got have it. There's. I think the, the Wicked Witch of the West is probably one of the biggest baddies. I mean, that's tell you the truth, there's the there's the 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 twirling must, uh, mustache guy, which, by the way, I have never seen. I can't give you a, a, an idea of a, like a 20s movie where someone's twisting their mustache. Well, more like tens. Um, but anyways, but yeah, the Wicked Witch of the West is classic. Like she's not, she just wants power. Yeah. And she talks like this. You know, it's well, the I, classic. I, I mean, they made it classic. Yeah. Oh, and also, I mean, not only that, but like, the, in the 30s, they did try to villainize the uh, 
the gangsters. They were like, you know, like shoving yeah. shoving lemons into people's faces, little Cagney or whatever, little Caesar. Yeah. And they always I, died. They oh, like the villain always died. Yeah. Never lived. Never lived. What I think is interesting as well, just thinking of like historically, like with history and how that's played into media. I think movies from the 20s were a lot more uh, experimental and they weren't as like they weren't as black and white. Because I think once the 30s, like the Great Depression hit, I think things started kind of going like movies started being a little bit more black and white Uh, and as well, especially with the 40s, like 40s, everything was war related. Everything was kind of like good and bad, like. Well, you know, I'll tell you this. War happens, and then, but during times of prosperity, that's when I think oh. things start to get a little bit more gray. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. I was gonna I think, say like things definitely get very more black and white when the war is over. I mean, say serial cartoons, those adventures. I mean. Oh, there's something. The Indiana Jones series, which is mockument, is basically a sp- uh, not a spoof, but a ripoff of the old serials. Those guys were always bad. Like Nazis, yeah. as they are in real life, are always the bad guys. Like I don't think there has ever been a movie that makes a Nazi sympathetic. Well, I think something that might have changed, because like, but if we look oh, except at the 40s, maybe America, yeah. If we look at the forties. That is a wartime, but it was very black and white, even if it was wartime. But I think that was like the last war in which uh, that it was black and white, that it was the good and the bad. And I think something kind of clicked in us with Vietnam, obviously. And that kind of in the 70s, that created this more intensified black and white, and I, or a uh, gray area where well, there were like vigilantes were more prescient. But then when it did get back into like the eighties and things were kind of starting to calm down a little bit. And it was like, I don't know. I'm just trying to find a pattern. Well, my pattern, I, so I think we really went gung ho into less like now we see really no clear black villain. Like, ah, ha, ha. Um, except for the Marvel movies and DC, forget about it. Now they're making, I mean, I haven't seen the Joker, but I feel like they could do, a Joker for every villain. Like, I would love yeah. to see a movie from the point of view of Lex Luthor. Because I I think that would play very well in some parts of this Do region. Do you think there's ever going to be a movie? Because I was yes. thinking about this recently. Yeah. Do you yeah. think there's going to be a movie? Because, for instance, Nixon. Nixon, yeah. I feel like, was definitely... Not overtly vilified, but was definitely not a great guy in uh, All the President's Men. Uh, or even in Frost versus Nixon. Like, he was kind of... Well, actually, Frost versus Nixon, he was kind of given a little bit more of a, a twist to him. Yeah. Anyways, what I, I'm saying is, in the future, do you think there's going to be a movie in which that depicts Donald Trump as not a bumbling idiot? I hope not. I mean, that's just, I'm sorry, that's just my unbiased opinion, but, uh, um, yes, I think there probably will be a movie, so it's very strange, it's, it's, it's always hard for me to imagine how to make Donald Trump look good, 
And then there's this one artist, this political artist called Ben Garrison, I think is his name, who yeah. does pro-Trump stuff, and he makes him skinny. Like, he, he, he makes him not look at all what he actually looks like. Like, that's the funny thing about Trump is comedians don't need to do anything to make fun of him. They just show a photo. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now, like, his photos, and Donald Trump is skinny, athletic. It's just, I don't get it. Hmm. He doesn't look like that at all. <laughs> yeah. Well, we have 10 minutes left of talking about villains. Uh, what is, maybe we, would, we went over this in the beginning, but what is a villain that you cherish most? Like a villain that you're kind of like, this is, this is oh. my villain. Uh, this the, is the guy. If I was to go crazy and turn into a villain, I would want to be like this villain. Uh, I mean, here's the thing. You're not a villain in your own head. I don't think that's the thing I like about those black and white or those like issues is in their head they act you know you actually hear the villain say like i love to be evil you know it's like oh i love to be evil so in that sense i guess if i had to go with a villain uh could i go magneto sure you can go whatever i there's no because magneto started off very he's very much a villain but in a sense if you look at it from his point of view he's just windy He's just trying to look out for his... But Magneto's well, I guess, a racist, I guess. He is? He's a speciest. He's a speciest. Oh, yeah. He hates humans. Yeah. But then again, he only hates humans because he grew up in the concentration camp. Yeah. I think... And sees kind of that pattern. So that's I why I would choose Magneto. I don't know. Because he can be like black and white villain, but he can also be gray villain. And I guess that's with a lot of comics. Is like comics, they have their origins in black and white, uh, but then it kind of devolves, and you can kind of pick what type of, you know, there's so many different writers. Well, Joker, um, I mean, speak about Joker, he went, talk about his transition. He started off as like a straight-up murderer, and then 10 issues into Detective Comics, or into like, like I think two issues into Batman, he became like a, like a giggling clown. He, he was a clown. Yeah. And now he's what we know today. Well, I think the Joker is is why he is so He is really there's nothing like like there's no like the thing about the Joker is he hit on exactly a fear and then just went with it and then just completely and there's nothing that can really touch it cuz if you get close to being the Joker, you're just going to be like, "Oh, you're just copying the Joker at this point." Because he's so broad. Like he's just it's it's well, I we think don't something know. His, his backstory is so ambiguous. His he's just he's a he's a clown. Like it's just. I I will tell you this a a movie oh, I have well, I not guess, a movie I, guess, I have not seen yet, and I would like to maybe see if they do a sequel. And don't tell me if there will be a sequel to Joker. But I truly think what makes Joker great and why he's so interesting is he is only his true drivenness is Batman. And, and yeah. Batman's, uh, it's like a super toxic relationship. There is no Batman without Joker, and there, it, well, actually, it is one-sided, but it, Joker definitely feeds his ego, and that's why I think Joker loves Batman. And but he he is a villain. I wouldn't say he he is not a black. He is not a gray 
vigilante. No, no, I think he, he, is he, a villain. he is a straight up villain, and it sounds like this Joker movie is making him like a Travis Bickle. I'm trying to think of like my favorite villain. Because people movie. do actually no. Here's oh. my favorite villain. Here's my favorite villain. Do tell. Uh, it or one of them. I'm not gonna settle, but this is one of them. The guy from uh, uh, No Country for Old Men. What is his name? Uh, oof. I just Aton Aton something. No, look it up, please. Okay, but um, yes, I agree. I don't think there is. He is well in the same sense of the Joker. He's well, an can agent. You look of, it up. Yeah, I'm looking it up. Okay. Um, uh, like even no. the actor's name, because the actor's name is very, like everyone should know the actor's name. I just forget it as I normally uh, do. Jarvis Badam. No, it's um. Well, that's the actor's name. Okay, that's not uh, Anton Shavar. Shavgur. All right, talk. I'm looking this. Anton. Up. His first name's Anton. Okay, they call him Anton. Well, Anton. not Anton. I'm talking about the the. The actor. Oh, uh, his name is Shavar Badam. <laughs> Badam. Badam. Xavier uh, Xavier Bardem. I don't uh, think it's Xavier. Well, I'm trying to look it up because I don't because you're but not helping. I agree with you, Sam. In the same sense of the two movies that I think made 2007, uh, a, a harm a, a high mark. Oh, Javier. Ha- it's it's Javier Bardem. There you go. No, I agree. I think that character and the character from the no, There Will Be Blood well, are two great. Well, he's not really ex- a bad. He's he's I not a. I disagree. He's, he's not a villain. He. I think he. Well, he's the. No, he's the pro- yeah, he's, the, he's the protagonist. And we just see his descent. There's an interesting thing because you're right. He, he in a sense, he is creating jobs by being a businessman. We just see it from his point of view, being an asshole. And that's why I like Javier Bardem's character is he is truly just a bad guy. There is no ifs, ands, or buts well, about he, it. He's more and like he's a not, mystical figure. Yeah, but he's still, he is not, he is definitely, there's no good, it's not like they, they're, they're graying him up at all. Like, he is just a bad person. And, and what's cool about him is he's just like, he is just so... I don't know. He's just like everything about him is just so like he's both. He seems like he's both friend, like he's both friendly when he wants to be, and then when he doesn't want to be. Like his voice, I don't know how they do it with the sound design, but everything about around his character, it just seems like he's he's. Well, uh, I think my thing is is he he has a he he has a code. Yeah, he is. I mean, he'll do whatever in a sense, kind of like what. Uh, what uh, Two Face does, you know, it's it's kind of one of those options where, say, like if at the moment he flips a coin, he'll make a rule. If you survive that, you survive. If you get in his way of his drugs, you get in the way of you know his money, he, you you get killed. It's all yeah. it's all a thing of process. Like he has rules, which I think it is. But he know he, I mean, he is an unstoppable force. Yeah. In a sense. And I think that kind of bad guy. That's the kind of bad guy. That is, you know, I, I, well, I don't think you should have, like, the, the days of, like, I'm going to say it, but Darth Vader is the one that I keep I keep thinking of, but that's too cliche. The thing is, I, is the, I don't think, I think he's a, a very, very on-the-spectrum uh, version of an anti-hero. Yeah, I mean, I guess he redeems himself at the end, but... 
Like these characters don't redeem themselves. Actually, villains. But I'm talking about how like he's disfigured. He has that mask. He's like has that breathing thing. Like yeah. all of those things that just seems like so on the nose nowadays as being like the villain. Like that's the thing with Javier uh, Javier Bardem. Is he really didn't like it was just his haircut was kind of weird and he had a weird way of killing people and he always looked through you <clears throat> yeah and he just kind of had like this 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 he was kind of just talked about as like this death itself now like he was kind of like this thing that just comes and kills and leaves I totally agree I think I think your character is a good choice uh, fans at home who do you think would win Magneto or um, Anton. Well, anyways, I think we should talk about yes what we've seen because yeah, we I want to talk about two things. One, the cabinet of uh, Dr. Kalabari, mm -hmm. which came out in 1919, which is crazy to me because that was only like 19, 20 years after film completely started, like before people were just filming like horses walking, like there was no nothing else. And it was so interesting. Like the, it's a the, good movie. This, it has a really good design. twist. Have you seen it? I have seen it. All right, so it's been out for a while now, so <laughs> no we can twists. talk about it. Yeah, uh, I mean, no spoilers. The twist at the end was like something that I feel like would still be done today. Like it wasn't like a twist. It just it's apparently I was I I, I read this somewhere, but it was like considered it's considered the first cult movie. Hmm. Uh, it's a German film during like the Weimar Republic. And you can just feel like the 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 the, um, the set design is so articulate and so interesting. And also, there's the one scene where the uh, Doctor Calamari comes out, and it just is just starts being written on the screen like "Be Calamari, oh, become yeah. Calamari, become I saw Calamari." That. And that was so cool. I was like, "This is interesting." Like this. Imagine is Fritz Lang today. He would be, he would be like. In the same crowd as the David Lynch guys. Was that Fritz Lang? Yes, sir. Really? Fritz, Fritz Lang is a cool dude. He made modern. That's Fritz Lang. That's Fritz Lang. He made modern serial oh killers. He made modern sci-fi and modern horror. Did he do M? He did. Yeah, that's wow. a Fritz Lang. Fritz Lang is is the man, baby. Is is the best. From the twenties, he's like the best from like the twenties and thirties. Him and yeah, he, him. And Charlie Chaplin, perhaps. Well, I mean, they're very different. It's like Charlie Chaplin didn't really do much for Though, directing. Honestly, wait, wait a second. Maybe Fritz Lang is the best of those time because Charlie Chaplin, all he did was funny. Yeah, he was. He was not. He was kind of one. He, he had one. He note. Was, it was a great. No, note. it wasn't one. It wasn't one. note. it wasn't just funny. Yeah. He was also very emotional. Like it was. Yes, he 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 knew how to make people cry. But, yeah. um, but and, no. So there's. There's that movie I watched, which I was I was blown away by, and the ending, the spoiler, where he was insane the whole time. Yeah. Uh, Classic ending, but it was pulled off, like, so well. It did not seem cliche. I mean, well, even I was, though it I was, was actually kind of confused at first. Ah, which is a good spoiler. I guess. I don't know. I But I also started it, and then I stopped it, and then I finished it. Um, so maybe that's it. But also, for some reason, the version that's on Amazon... Uh -huh. is so bad like the version that amazon has for prime membership is the same quality you would get off of some like one two three movie or pot locker put locker like yeah foot locker or whatever it's like really bad quality 
it's atrocious. Like it's horrible. Like Amazon oh. is really slacking. So I went Jeff on a. I forget what I went on, but I went on something else, and it was like amazing quality. And I was like, oh god. Um, but I had to pay for it. I paid like three bucks for it. But what? Well, I'm glad oh, you're was, paying for it. It was Fandor. Fandor. Ooh. Uh, Fandor. It was, it was like four bucks a month. Also, uh, I just want to say real quick, uh, I haven't seen anything, so I'm just going to let you run out the time. Once oh, again, cool. subs- um, Succession, or succession well, is a great seen, TV show. That's it. Have you seen any of the Bojacks? Oh, uh, <laughs> never mind. I guess I have seen something. Yeah, uh, yes. I've been watching some of the Bojack. I watched the first three episodes. I mean, I'm not going to tell you not to watch it. Uh, I think the first few episodes of this newest season leaned more towards the goofy side. Uh, like, I don't know, I'm seeing some of the, like, it, I think there was too much goofiness to, st- uh, Wait. seriousness. What? Are you, are you kidding? I'm not joking. The first three episodes. So, I, well, I, here's the thing, I think the way, I know they were serious, but I think the way they did it leaned toward the silliness. Like, I'm not gonna try to spoil this, but the guy who, like, becomes an alcoholic again, I think the way they did that. Wait, who, who becomes an alcoholic again? Okay, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. The guy who was the therapist, Dr. Champ, who accidentally drinks Wait, the vodka. How many, how many episodes have you seen? I've seen all of them. Oh, I've only seen the first three, so I haven't seen that one yet. Oh, that no, that's like... Oh, I thought that was... <laughs> Wait, when did that happen? I thought that was like episode two or three. Uh, maybe that is four. Whoops. So, spoiler was for the my last, own co-host. The last one that I watched was <laughs> the one in which she is in Chicago, and there's the whale, oh, the whale thing. Oh, so I guess, yeah. Okay, so he the next episode, he's about to leave therapy. All right, so there you go. But anyways. Whoops. Well, that's funny. So then, you thought it was too serious. I thought it was too goofy to be uh, Yeah, that's funny. why I thought you were kidding because i think i might have said something about that at some point i don't know because i was i've been telling everyone like this is way too serious i'll just say this the way it it's setting up the next part is very much in the same feel i had for the end of the first part of uh season five of breaking bad okay well i mean this is the last season isn't it it is not by the creator's choice by the way apparently what happened? Did they cancel? They, yeah, they just pulled it. Hmm. I think Nef- here's the thing. I think Netflix's ag- uh, like algorithm is all messed up because shows that are beloved are getting canceled left and right. Well, I think also BoJack might have kind of run its course a little bit. I mean, I mean, it sounded like they had a few more, but who knows? Maybe this is a case that we maybe it is good to pull it off. The way it Anyways. ended, it sounded like it was a good maybe it was a good choice. Anyways, that's all I watched, but we should probably wrap it up. All right. Thank you everybody. Have a happy Halloween. Or no, well, <laughs> uh, not 3 happy days Halloween. ago. 3 days yeah. ago. I hope your Halloween was good 3 days ago. <laughs>